You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I don't know what has been happening in those things, but this is this is more than I ever expected to find. Yeah, that's odd. I thought that you just like cleared that all out and everything. Well, no, I had cleared out some of it. I don't think you understand how thick and deep that goes. I mean, there's a lot back there. And the fact that I found, I don't even know what it is, the top to something. There's some metal that goes deep into there. Part of the tree has grown into it. I don't know what's at the bottom what? of it. But there was that. There's clearly evidence that I don't, I'm not going to say somebody was living back there, but maybe. And also, perhaps I found a weapon. So this is all happening on my property. I need to get to the Keeping bottom of it. Keeping it classy, Southeast Portland. I've got questions. Hello, mm-hmm. everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. I do want to say thank you to everyone who goes to funemploymentradio.com and clicks on the Amazon link right there at the top of the page. It does us a great service by doing doing so and uh, it really uh, it really helps us It really out. does and we appreciate each and every one of you going to funemploymentradio.com and clicking on the Amazon link. It really uh, does help us out. It does indeed. Yes. Thank you so much. Uh, we've got a special guest joining us today though because we have a big event coming up this weekend. This Sunday, Greg, in six days, Greg. Six days. Six days. Sunday, September 18th at the Landmark Saloon at 12.30pm will be the Fun Employment Radio Brewers Cup finale. Oh. So, as you know, we've been having the series of cornhole tournaments over this summer with six different breweries. Today, we're going to be joined by Rick from Worthy Brewing. Worthy Brewing is wonderful. The Prefunk Ale is one of my favorite beers. Yes, and ever. Rick is hilarious. He's a really cool guy. Yeah, and so Rick's going to be joining us. He's, of course, going to be there on Sunday. Um, with that, though... Before we go too much further, I want to say this. Uh, one more thing that I've been kind of teasing about why we need all of our listeners to come out on Sunday at the Landmark Saloon, 4847 Southeast Division. I mean, one, it's going to be just an awesome day. It's going to be really, really fun. Uh, tons of stuff going on, some good beers being served. We've got side games and prizes and all kinds of things. But also, we are going to be filming a little video shoot. A little a little video, if you will. A little video. Mm-hmm. Because for the opening ceremonies of the Fun Employment Radio Brewers Cup, we are in need of you. Of you listening. We need you there. Because we need some people um, to come out and have a good time and to support this. And during the video that we're going to be shooting, we need you all to be a part of it. We want you mm. to be a part of our our film. Yes, because we want to use this kind of experience and opportunity to be able to do like more fun things like, um, you know, like showcase our events and like what we do. And so yeah. uh, by in order to do that, we need uh, we need we, we want a little help from our friends. Yes. Yeah. And so we would love to have you out there at 1230 p.m. And that's, uh, you know, this Sunday, September 18th, 2016, at the Landmark Saloon, 4847 Southeast Division. And, of course, it's free to go. Free to attend. Oh, yeah. Everything's free. Yeah. I mean, it, as far as that is. got to pay for the beer, but it'll be good prices. So, yeah. <laughs> it's discounted <laughs> but, beer, but But, yeah, yes. the event is free to attend. And, like I said, we're going to have side prizes and fun. It's just going to be a really, really fun event. 
And uh, we've got more things we'll be talking about that'll be going on. But the main thing is, we really want to say this again, we'd love to see as many people out there as possible at 1230. You will be rewarded with a, uh, a prize. And also, you would be helping us out tremendously because you get to be in the video. And that's pretty much fun in its own right. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a fun thing. Yes. It's going to be a fun video. Yeah. I'm going to be doing some announcing, I believe. What do you mean you're going to be? Well, I mean, you you are the announcer. Well, I, it's going to be like awesome, too, because all six breweries are going to be represented oh, yeah. there like all at the same time. Because we've been doing these two by two this summer. And now seeing all of them there. And, and they're taking it seriously, too, which is they awesome. They are. Which is totally awesome. I'll give basically the hint of what it is we're doing. We all just watched the Olympics and the opening ceremony of those. Fun Employment Radio Brewers Cup is getting its own opening ceremony. Yes, we were, so we're making So this one. is why we really, really need people out there. So 12.30, show up at 12.30, noon 30 o'clock mm, on September noon 18th 30. at the Landmark Saloon. So there we go. Anyway, that was the, that was the pitch for that. But Rick's going to be joining us here in a bit. All right, let's get back to what's going on in my backyard. Sarah. Tell me what's going on in your backyard, Greg. Well, here's the deal. I know that it's real thick and deep, but tell me a little bit It is bit indeed. More. So, you know, for those of you that don't know. Oh, Jesus, no. I own a house in southeast Portland, and I, uh, you know, I've owned this house for, for a number of years God. now. Over 10 years I've owned this house, and I live in a converted, the converted attic upstairs with a finished attic. I live in that, and I have two roommates downstairs. I've got a large backyard. And I also have another section that um, I kind of... I call this section, like, I've named every section of my house, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I've got the... Yes, there's the gimp room. There's no man's land. No man's land is the dirt side of the basement that nobody goes into. Don't ever go back there because it's don't full go of that way. spiders, and I don't know what lives back there. It's all walled off. That's no man's land. The gimp room is the uh, secret room that was dug out in my basement that's finished, um, that clearly we're hiding stuff in there. I've got, in the backyard, I've got the... Um, there's the, like, a half section of a building that used to be there. I think part of it was a horse stable at one point. Oh, that's um, the one on the outside. The outside. That's called the compound. The compound is that area. That's where I've got like my picnic table and my hangout oh, area. Oh, I forgot that you call it the compound. The compound. Um, there's also, though, another section of my property that I never really talk about it that much because this section is where... You know what a laurel is? Laurel wood, laurel trees, laurel bushes. Isn't it like that relentlessly growing plant that's it here everywhere in Portland? <laughs> all the time. It is the bane Isn't of my existence. Isn't that why everything's called like laurel wood and laurel hearst and yes. everything? If you come to Portland, you'll notice laurel it, blank everywhere. It is. Yeah, and that's that's true. So these things grow like friggin' crazy, and they're on the outside of the compound, kind of, um, they, they form... I mean, I'll give them this. They form a nice sound barrier because they're huge and they're it's very thick. It's probably about, I don't know, maybe this this thicket. I call it the thicket is what the name of this area is. The thicket. So the thicket borders the compound. So the thicket, I don't really go back there very much because is it's really hard to get back there. the one on the other side of the wall that's facing the street? Yeah, it's the only one that could be called a thicket. Okay, I mean, I suppose so, yes. The, the, it's very thick and very deep. Very thick, very deep, very tall, too. It's also very tall. And so part of the problem is every summer I have to spend hours upon hours upon hours, I mean, I've been doing it all summer long, of trimming this thing back. And the reason it takes hours because you only have so much in your yard debris bin. So it's either that or I just have the dead branches laying around waiting to... Ugh. It's... You, you don't. Do you it. have no idea what <laughs> you get. Mice that way, Sarah. That's what happens. You get mice when you. Well, you lay I saw down a your backyard recently, and it looks very clean. It looks like you got Thank the you. branches out of there. Well, yeah, because I don't have those ones down. I have to cut them down as I go. Mm-hmm. So it's that's why every week I have to spend about three or four hours doing stuff. So, so this one, now I've been cutting it back more than I ever have. So this thicket of 
Laurel Wood is about, just to give you some kind of uh, idea, maybe 40 to 50 feet long um, by about 10 feet deep. Oh, that stretch in front? Yeah, that's yeah. probably about right. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty deep. And it's, it's, and what the thing is back in there, it's just against a cement wall when you get to the very back. And this is the area where before, in previous years, when I've cut it back, I've found a stolen wallet that had a crack pipe in it. Oh, yeah, um, the crack pipe wallet. The crack pipe wallet. I uh, found that. You found a, a lady's makeup bag. Found a lady's makeup bag. I found checkbooks. Um, I found bike parts. Because I think what this was was people were throwing stuff back there. And and every year I find something different. Well, this year I've gone back further. I cut back further into that thing Whoa, that I ever had Whoa, you went before. deeper than you've ever gone before. I'm going deep in this thing because mm-hmm. I'm taking out some anger on it. So this thing is frustrating to me. But I cut way back in there. And now I've started cleaning out the bottom of it. Like I'm digging down into the old leaves that are way back in there. And this is where I'm really getting confused as far as what's going on back there. Okay. So I found some mysteries. All right. So before it's been, yeah, it's been crack pipes, wallets, yeah. purses, makeup yeah. cases. Check Checkbooks. Checkbooks. But yeah. now you've Mail. decided to dig a little deeper. Digging a little deeper. And I haven't even gone as far as I can yet. And this is what I'm finding. So I don't know. I mean, this this thicket. Who knows how old it is? I mean, it's it's very old. Could be older than time. It's not older than time. I'm saying it could be. It's probably decades old. I mean, my house is from 1907. Mm. I would imagine this is decades old. But here's what I found so far okay. when I started going back in there uh, over this weekend. One uh, looks like somebody may have dumped some trash there at some point because I found a lot of Cheeto bags, some uh, old Powerade bottles. Is that is the someone named? Greg Nibbler. I'm not throwing my own trash in my... No. Uh, it sounds like things One, you find delicious. I do not litter. And two, if I were to litter, which I don't, I definitely wouldn't do it on my own property. Okay. <laughs> so, so that's not happening. Okay. But, but no, I don't litter. I'm meticulous about that. I'm kind of I'm kind of hardcore about that. Um, so so there's, there's that. But I found, you know, yeah, different things. Cheetah bags. Yeah, juice bottles. There were juice bottles back there. It does kind of sound like something I would be doing. It does. Uh, I found a shirt. Maybe it's like shirt, Bizarro, Greg. A shirt? Did it have something with Sasquatches well, on it? No, there were no there were no Sasquatch things. I will say this. No, I was going to say on the shirt because I'm trying no, to like no. pin this all on you. Okay. It is deep enough back there. You could you could have lived back there and hung out, and you would have been safe from the rain because it's so thick. You would have been safe from anybody knowing you're there. There, There's actually, if you could get back in there, you really could. Camp well, that's out what in we there. did growing but I've up. I cut like it back we, now, so you can't, so you wouldn't be able to get away. So with nobody it. can do it anymore. No, because you can see now. Well, that's what we did. We would, um, yeah, you know, in the forest behind our house, is that we'd totally you lived like, in make, the forest. Yeah, I mean, all of our. That's what we do. We'd play out there every day, and we'd have all of our different forts, which are basically under like mm-hmm. like thickets or bushes or in a tree or whatever. Sure. Yeah, but see, I don't have, really have kids in my neighborhood. I just had meth heads in my neighborhood. You do. So you do. That, I didn't look like any kid was living back there. Uh, it's being asked, were there any pairs of tattered cargo shorts? There were no tattered cargo shorts okay. because nobody would throw away cargo shorts. Because why would you? You can use cargo shorts for anything. If they get old, you just use them for your work shorts. They're like purse shorts. They're not purse shorts. They're utility shorts. It is so funny that you bring up cargo utility shorts. Utility shorts. Just as a side note, uh, our our buddy Sean, Sean, who uh, I work with at Landmark, yeah, who's like kind of fashionable. He's just like we were talking about fashion. I was talking to him about like the the, the old lady hair, like when you know when you finally decide to cut off all of your hair. Uh-huh. And he's like, I know that I'll reach that point when I. But he's like, I will never hit the cargo shorts point. That is not the cargo <laughs> shorts like, point. And he said exactly like he's just like I will. He's like that is my ultimate. He's like if I 
He's like, I will never. He's like, once I want to wear cargo shorts, he's like, I know it's over. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Number one, now I've got a problem with him. So <laughs> Sean and I are going to have to have a little talk. You should, I mean, you should have heard him talking about him. We were talking about it yesterday, and he was. Cargo shorts don't mean you've given up. Cargo no, shorts are utility like, shorts. He just got back from the Midwest where he's from, and he's just like, everybody was wearing cargo shorts. And I realized that that's my birthday. Cargo point. shorts are fantastic. You have extra pockets. Oh, you Greg's can put wearing. In. I forgot why. I am wearing cargo shorts right now. Right there is nothing wrong with cargo shorts. This whole backlash and discrimination against cargo shorts wearing people, I've had about enough of it. I'll tell you that. Like, I've reached my point. I'll say this. Our friend Mr. Jenke in the live chat of Fun Employment Isn't Radio. Isn't he also your friend that wears a wallet chain? Yes, he's a very fashionable yeah, gentleman. Yeah, very fashionable so fashion if, icon, just like Greg Nibbler. If I can, yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, if you want to go to somebody who's fashionable, let's see what Mr. Jenke says uh, in the live chat, funemploymentradio.com slash live. Well, you're getting some cargo short love. Our friend Ben in the chat also wears cargo shorts. See, because he's a fashionable, upstanding gentleman who understands the utility and the versatility of wearing cargo shorts. Well, anyway, Mr. Jenke went to see Prophets of Rage last night, which is Rage Against machine with Chuck D and Cypress Hill. Chuck D wearing cargo shorts on stage. I don't need any further proof than that, that these are the awesome. How old is Chuck D now? Chuck D has no age. I believe he does. All humans have ages. Chuck D is Chuck D is an icon. And if that man is wearing cargo shorts, that means I'm doing something right. Greg, I'm sorry. Greg Nibbler is no Chuck D. Uh, well, no, I'm not saying I'm I am not a Chuck D. No, although I have interviewed Chuck D before. Um, what I, what I'm saying is, if he's doing it, that means that obviously it's okay to do. It's clearly Chuck D understands how important it is to have extra pockets when you need them because a lot of times on shorts they make the pockets too small. All right, small. let me ask you this: with it, with Chuck D's cargo shorts, which by the way needs to be like some sort of cover band. Chuck D's, Chuck cargo, D's shorts. cargo shorts. That sounds exactly like... like. I think there was a band called Peter Gallagher's Trustworthy Eyebrows, which I think is the best thing that I've ever heard. There's also one Sandy Duncan's Glass Eye, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, okay, right, that has so, nothing to do. Sorry, Chuck D's cargo shorts. Yes. But I would venture to guess that Chuck D was wearing cargo shorts, but he was not. he did not have cargo inside of oh, the pocket. Oh, I guarantee he had cargo in Chuck those pockets. Chuck D has people to carry around all this shit from. What's Chuck D going to carry D around in his cargo shorts? Chuck D doesn't want people carrying stuff for him. He's his own man. He's got his cargo shorts there for a reason. Where he, you know, I don't know. He doesn't play guitar, but he's probably got some musical instrument thing in there. Uh, maybe guitar picks what for the guitar. What musical instrument thing does Chuck maybe D got, have in his cargo maybe shorts? Maybe he's got extra guitar picks for the for Tom Morello in case he drops some. He's like, oh no, Tom Morello, I dropped my... So is Tom Morello's guitar Tom, pick bitch is what you're he saying. He's not That's, Tom Morello's guitar pick bitch. That's He's what just you're a nice saying. Guy. You're saying that Chuck D's cargo short pockets are full of Tom Morello's no. guitar picks. Chuck D just thinks ahead and and realizes, tries to think of problems and then has a solution for them before they happen. See, because he's an, an intelligent all right, let me, man. All right, let me, let's, go, let's go back to this. Our friend Eddie says, I need two pockets. One for my keys, the other for my wallet. I am venturing to guess that Chuck D is, uh, has neither his wallet nor his keys on him when he's performing. Maybe he the, does. Why are the cargo shorts necessary? Maybe maybe he does have keys in there. You don't know what he's carrying around. I mean, he could have keys. Maybe he's got, like, a snack for when he gets hungry. He's got a granola bar in there or something. He's, like, in the middle of a set. It's like, oh, man, fight the power. Oh, man, I need a, I need I need a, a delicious granola bar. <laughs> so he hops off stage and be real raps for a while while Chuck D eats his granola bar. Does he just hide behind the speaker little, and eat it? Yeah, it drinks, like, a five-hour energy or something and then comes back up there and it's like, bam, let's I go. I did see, during a show once when I was watching Pearl Jam, I did, in fact, see Eddie Vedder take a break and, and run behind a speaker really quick, but it wasn't to eat a granola bar. It was to chug a bottle of wine. I don't. Uh, maybe Chuck D's drinking wine. I kind of don't think so. Maybe he has cargo shorts full of boxed wine. I think he's more of a granola bar and a five-hour energy kind of guy, something like that, or drinking some healthy water. 
I think I could see him drinking like some. Mixed or maybe he's got his juice. snacks. Maybe he likes to have snacks. He's a person too. Maybe he likes maybe to have some his, mixed nuts or peanut M and M's. Those are there. some really unless he has a peanut allergy that could be a little dangerous. But I mean that's a really good source of protein. Won't won't drag you down. Regardless. I stand with Chuck D when it comes to this cargo shorts issue. I stand with him pretty much everything, but especially when it comes to cargo shorts. Now, has so. Chuck D publicly right, spoken about his cargo shorts? I don't know if he's made a statement about it. I don't know if he's felt like the need to do that yet, um, but maybe uh, he it's will. Being, it's being pointed out that perhaps cargo shorts are a good place for old uh, older fellas. Oh, this is a, a fellow um, man. He said uh, older fellas to keep bottles of Insure. Well, maybe it is good for somebody. Mm. You can. The thing is, it's none of my business. You can what, sometimes have a troublesome stomach. The bottom line is, it's none of my business what people want to put in their cargo shorts pockets. I just appreciate and will not persecute someone for having them. That's where I stand with it. So I'm sorry, I don't shame people. All right, so That's no cargo me. shorts were found in the no cargo of your shorts thicket. were found in the thicket. But there was, there was. Um, I did find a weapon. So what kind of, wait, what? Not a gun, right? No, not a gun. I would have called the police if I found a gun, but yeah. I did find a knife. What? Like, how big of a knife? Uh, probably about... How uh, big was the blade? Uh, five-inch blade. Oh, that's a knife. Yeah. Yeah, was it like a, a, a cooking knife, or was it like a stabbing knife? Well, I suppose... I mean, it's not like a cooking knife. No, it was... It's. I guess it could be a, it could be a stabbing knife. Was it like a flip knife? Yeah. <laughs> it was like a pocket knife, but a big, a big pocket a knife. A big pocket knife. Yeah. Yeah. Did you touch it? Yeah, because why did I, you touch it? I had gloves on. It could have on. been evidence. I had gloves on. I was just going through stuff. I was like, "Oh, there's something shiny. Let me pick that up." And I picked it up, and I'm like, "Oh, oh there's God, something that's shiny in the thicket that I've never trimmed back this far it before." It was an let open me... knife. That, Greg, how yeah. can you be? You're not the dumbest person I know. How can you do something like that? Because I'm in the middle of cleaning up, and I I'd found you like you grab an open knife. That's Cheetos wrappers. Expo- I didn't realize it was a knife when I picked it up. I just saw the handle and picked it up. I'm like, oh boy, yep. There's a there's there's a knife just sitting there in my thicket, thrown there from what for who knows don't what they reason. know this is Nibbler's thicket? I well maybe that's why they do it. Maybe you need to put a little it. sign in front that says Nibbler's thicket. Stay away. Mm-hmm, then, then stay thicket. out. No girls allowed. <laughs> that's what it should say. <laughs> no. Well, anyway, I did find that. Found the weapon. Oh. And then I found. What did you do with it? I threw it away. Oh. So there's going to be like some if unsolved it was, it, it crime was, it was rusty. that is totally tied to that knife. If it had been a good knife, I probably would have kept it. But it was rusty. Greg, you are like the worst. Do you realize in any like murder mystery scenario, like you probably just found like the murder weapon for something? And that that's going to be a cold case because people like you find the weapons that could tie somebody to the murder. And then you just throw it in the garbage. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, what was I going to do with it? Probably the evidence was too old anyway at that point. They could find, like, DNA or oh. other things. Well, it's still there in my garbage. Okay, well, maybe you should use your metal detector I put it, and, no, and I go put through it, your garbage. And what I did, to be safe, I put it in a uh, can that I found in some kind of... I, I don't even know what the can was, actually. It was pretty much rotted away, but I put it in a can and then put it in the in the garbage. So you hid evidence. You hid <laughs> the of, murder weapon. I guess kind of I did. Yeah, you now did. That I think about it. Oh. Greg... And we'll take this out of the podcast. Anyway, the other thing that I found there, thats this is the part where I don't even know what it is. I don't know what I've come across, and I don't know how old it is. Okay. As I'm digging back there, because, I mean, the leaves were thick, because nobody's gone in there for and a while. And deep. And very deep. I mean, it was probably, I had the, had the my uh, my leaf blower back in there, and I'm a shovel, trying to, like, blow oh, down this stuff. Oh, you had a stuff. leaf blower? Yeah. You were a leaf blower guy. Yeah, I was a leaf okay. blower guy on All Saturday. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, I did. So what? So anyway, I was leaf blowing loudly. As is your want. Yeah, this is my want. It's my property. It's my thicket. I can do what I want with it. And so I was doing that and it started blowing off and I saw something else shiny. And it, this is what I don't know what it is. So I blew it off and there is a large piece of curved metal. And curved metal. Curved metal. This metal's about probably three feet long. What? It's curved and it goes somehow deep into the ground and it's been there long enough to where thick branches have grown up kind of around it. All right, so it's, how wide? So it's about three feet long. How wide is it? Um, maybe a foot. You know what the first thing I'm thinking of? What? what it could be a motorcycle tank. Uh, no, it what wasn't if there's a motorcycle, a motorcycle tank? buried back there. No, because if it's like three feet long, I mean, know, like yeah, that, that fits the right size. That's what I'm. I mean, because it's, if it's a foot across and like three feet long, as yeah. soon as you started saying that, but why would there be a motorcycle? I mean, it's old. It's partially rusted, and it's and whatever it is, it goes deep. Was it hollow? I don't... Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I would say yes. I mean, but I don't know, because the other ends go way down in there, and the trees, like thick branches, have kind of grown up around it. So I tried to, like, dig and pull on it. Couldn't get through to it. Couldn't get into it. So I have to dig deeper. I don't know what this is. I don't know how long it's been there. I don't know. Maybe that is evidence of something. Um, Wait, um, so you already threw away the rusty knife. Like, maybe there's possibly, like, a motorcycle and a body buried there, The knife there seemed too. newer. The knife was there before or after this. Because the knife would have been grown over. And I found the knife fairly easily. This was down deep. So this thing is something else. I don't know what it is. But it goes underneath the compound. So it's been there for a while. Wow. And I'm going to have to dig down there and figure out I what it is. I want to see what it is. We need to take a video of this. It's, well, I mean, it's just going to look like a piece of metal right now until I get I know, down but we're going to have to... I want to help. I mean, we could have a Tommy Knocker situation. It could be the entrance to the Upside Down. I don't know what it is. Oh, my God. But I'm just saying... I mean, well, it could be a Tommy Knocker situation, now that I think about it. What was the Tommy Knocker situation? I, they, found, they found a spaceship in the, in the forest, and it was buried, and they oh. dug down and found it. I do remember that I'm one. just saying it's a possibility. Yes. It's a possibility. So it wouldn't be like right. a, yeah, parts, parts of a motorcycle. It's in fact most likely a, a UFO. We could have a Tommy Knocker situation. Um, okay, Kristen in the chat says uh, old heating oil tank. Possible, but the, the heating oil tank isn't, I doubt it. I doubt it. Because the oil tank, there is one, but that's on a different section of the property. Mm. Um, so I doubt because it. Because this is more like street side, right? Like further away from the house? Yeah, but I mean that doesn't mean there wasn't a house yeah, over yeah. there at one point. You know, it's that's still a possibility. I I don't think so. Uh, Ed says, "Can you just cover this up and ignore it?" I've done that quite a bit too. Uh, when it comes to things on the property, I just close my eyes and walk away. <laughs> uh, let's see, the UFO started influencing people so they. Oh yeah, that's true. And the UFO started influencing people so that they became more creative. These are also true statements. Well, and you've also been like not sleeping lately. That's what you've been talking about. So maybe the, it's the UFO, like you've disturbed it. And I know that you've been, because every time I talk to you, you're like, I just had the like the freakiest dreams or like you're some some sort of parallel universe dream things. Yeah, I have had, I did have parallel universe dreams. I mean, I don't want to go too far into this, but I had kind of a, I had a dream where I was on an airplane, but then I wasn't on the airplane anymore and it was like I didn't exist, but I could see through from another Okay, this goes too deep. This is getting too weird. But this was my dream where I was in an alternate universe and I was looking through it. I could see the empty seat where I was, but it was like nobody cared that nobody even knew I ever existed. Oh, that sounds like an insecurity dream. Oh. 
Yeah, that sounds sad. Well, anyway, that could be because of the Tommyknocker situation I'm, I'm dealing with. But <laughs> that's, that's the mystery right now. So I'm going to dig down deeper. I'm going to see what I can find. But I don't know whether somebody's been living in the thicket, whether somebody is, uh, what's happening back there. But I'll get to the bottom of it. Oh, my gosh. Well, I want to go and look at this metal thing. because I'm. I'll give you a shovel. You can do some digging. I'll do it. I'll help. You're going to do some. Okay, sweet. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Buried treasure? Absolutely. All I'm, right. I'm totally into you that. You do the digging. I'll, I'll do the filming. Okay. <laughs> there we go. No, not, I'm not going to do all of the digging. I said I'd help with the digging. I film, you dig. All right. Uh, we should take a break because I believe our special guest is here. So we're going to be joined here in a second. That's like the best name, too. And we'll say his full name, Rick Nickerson. Yep, Rick Nickerson. It has such a good flow to it. It does. Yeah. It sounds kind of like a, it's almost like a quarterback name, mm-hmm. NFL quarterback name. It's okay. kind of like along those lines. I think it reminds me too of, uh, what's his name in Groundhog Day, Ned Ryerson? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. All right, well, yeah, let's take a break. We'll be back here in a minute with more Fun Employment Radio. Up. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Hi, this is Harlan Williams, and you're listening to FunEmploymentRadio.com with me and my little baby owl, Timmy. Say hi, Timmy. (laughs) Not like that, ass. (laughs) That's better, Timmy. Now go catch a mouse, dumbass. Harlan Williams. I haven't heard that one in a long time. I know. Like he every time I'll be watching something and then it'll look like he'll pop it, he'll pop up in like random movies. I'm like, oh, I forgot Harlan was in that. Harlan Williams is one of those guys when he just talks, it's just like, all right, that's funny. Yeah. yeah. What you're doing is funny. I don't even know, care what you're saying. Mm. I'm, I'm going to laugh. <laughs> um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we are joined now by our special guest. It is Rick from Worthy Brewing. Hello. Hello. Hi, Hello. Rick. And Rick also didn't come empty handed. God bless his wonderful soul. He brought us uh, some delicious beverages. That is our new seasonal. Actually, it's become our. It's gonna become a year-round beer. It's so good. Oh, uh, awesome! Comma citrus, and uh, as <laughs> I you, love the you, name. You I like it. Do I what like you like it. with the name. If you look on the bottle too, you can notice there's a, a guy and a girl laying on the on the artwork just what? to kind of reinforce. Rick, that's naughty. It's, it's great. <laughs> we're beer guys. We are naughty. I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, well, I'm totally... Greg, did you need a bottle opener? Yeah, I do. All right, here we go. We both picked the best days to ride our bikes today. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So this is the Comet Citrus. Well, Rick, oh my um, God, this is delicious. Well, I'm opening this here just for uh, everybody to kind of get the background on Worthy. Could you give us like the, the brief history? I know it's pretty neat. Yeah, so we're uh, uh, we opened in February of 2013. So we're okay. Just, cheers, you. Also. Yeah, absolutely. Cheers. 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 There you go. There I can reach over. All right, one more. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we've been open a little, uh, little under four years now, and uh, we have a single owner named Roger Worthington, mm. and uh, he has built us a, a, a adult playland out there in Bend, um, <laughs> which is where the brewery is, obviously. Um, yeah. Uh, we're at about twenty. We're going to do about twenty thousand barrels almost this year, in our, only our fourth year. So we're the we're the eleventh largest brewery in the state of Oregon now. Wow! wow. In that so, short amount of time, with yeah. all the breweries here, that's pretty incredible. It's uh, it's a testament to our brewmaster Dustin Kellner, his team of great guys, mm-hmm. and then you know a little bit of nod to myself and to Chris Hodge, our our, our sales yeah. guys, and and getting out there and really getting after it. And they're making some of the best liquid I've I've ever sold. So yeah, yeah. 
I mean, it really is fantastic beer. I was talking about the pre-funk um, before we went on, which Rick is drinking one of those right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is one of my favorite beers right now. Like it's, I love that stuff. I've actually got some squirreled away at home just to make sure my. I will say, I, I work at, <laughs> and I do work at Lemark Saloon. That's a big seller there. <laughs> it's, it's it's my go-to. Mm. I mean, the name yeah. alone makes me want to drink it, uh, <laughs> right? Even if it's early, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I'm just pre-funking. That's yeah, all. Exactly. no. So no, um, no. It's it's and literally, I've never had a brewery that I've been so proud to sell every single product. I brought you guys our IPA and our Kolsch as well. Oh, uh, I love nice. me a good Kolsch. Yeah. So it's it's it's. It's really easy when Dustin and the guys make make liquid for me to to go out and, as I like to say, spread the gospel. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. have you always been a huge beer fan, uh, an aficionado? Well, I don't know about aficionado. I, yes. I just I have it, for me, it's more more than the beer. It's really about the I think the connections with people. Uh huh. And really, I mean, the beer is just secondary sometimes mm-hmm. for me because it really is about building things and 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 uh and creating relationships like i said and yeah me, networks that, and yeah and that and that for me is really it makes it so it's not really work yeah at that point, yeah you know um but yes i do i do really enjoy the liquid itself um i like that you call it liquid too. it's it's <laughs> i don't think i've worked in 10 years you know because that's all I, I mean i sell beer i mean how lucky well i so. mean i do have to say like the first time that greg and i met you i mean you have such a vivacious like fun personality it wasn't even like having a meeting it was just like old buddies just you know shooting the shit and well having a good time again i think it comes back to just beer being everybody you know yeah. for all of us and so i mean it, i don't i don't try to put too much into it other than uh-huh. it's the best damn liquid i've ever sold so mm-hmm. i think if you come off as authentic and and believable uh, right then everything else kind of comes together yeah so yeah yeah oh, that's man. why it's been so much fun getting to know you guys you know oh and, yeah and doing the cornhole thing at, at, at landmark and uh are you excited for the big one this weekend mm, it's gonna and you know what it's not gonna rain like it did last time oh, on us yeah the first <laughs> tournament for uh, there's oh, a lot of you that were out mess. there for that but uh yeah it, it poured down rain and that was the but first people one of the didn't whole give thing up, which was no really awesome. it ended up yeah. being actually a lot of fun that's true that was, yeah style, yeah, right? yeah that was one like, of my favorites rain, fuck it we're <laughs> uh-huh, playing cornhole no way but uh but yeah rain or shine yeah it it was a lot of fun but i think we'll have We'll have some better weather this weekend. Mm. We hope to take the title. Not that I've been yeah. practicing at all, but, you know, <laughs> we're going to take the title. Well, I think your other team has been practicing. So yeah, I think it you're... sounds like we've got some ringers on our side. Oh, I think so. you yeah. do. Yeah. I think you yeah. do. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be a pretty good competition. I'm just okay. excited to see. So do you, um, are you familiar with, like, people from all the other breweries? Or are you going to, like, is it going to be kind of like. Oh, yeah. It's like, a, it's like a big, unf- it's like a big dysfunctional family. That's awesome. <laughs> um, whether you're selling against somebody or with them, I think we're all in this for the same reason because yeah. we love what we're doing. So there's yeah. never any real animosity or, or uh, you know, and I think those guys that do end up working themselves out of the business anyways because I don't think any it's just a natural yeah, progression yeah, yeah this it is, might not be for you yeah this is this is supposed to be fun and it's right. supposed to be a good time and I think uh, uh, and the best part is we can all make some money and and, uh, and have fun and, and sell cool beer people. and yeah win and, and win and I hate cool to things. I hate to quote him but winning <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> yeah. so you live so you pro- live here in Portland yeah, yeah. but uh, how often do you end up traveling um, to Bend I'm only in Bend uh, uh, probably twice a month. Uh, I'm more traveling in the other uh, territories that I cover. So I cover mm. Oregon, Washington, Idaho, uh, Northern California, and um, Vancouver, BC. Oh, wow. wow. So you're all over the place. Yeah, I travel a bit. Um, but um, again, it's yeah. but beer. It. I mean, come yeah. on. Yeah. So. It's pretty. It's pretty awesome. Oh, that's Vancouver. So cool. That's gonna be fun to go up there and hang out every now and then. BC was really neat. They're really starting to get into the beer scene. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, we're a little spoiled here. And uh-huh. then I think we're probably 10 to 15 years ahead yeah, <laughs> sometimes right. uh, uh, trends and, and at least five years ahead. Um, yeah. Sorry, Canada and everywhere else. <laughs> uh, but uh, um, so it's neat to see them, their their uh, their progression in the beer kind of styles and where they're taking it versus where Portland took it. You know, mm-hmm. we're really hop forward. Yeah. And it seems like more of the Canadian beers have a much more Belgian-y influence to them. Okay. Uh, a little bit more malty, not okay. so hoppy. So uh, it's really weird, the microcosms and how they, how they create different styles of beer. Yeah. Well, and I saw like in Vancouver how they have like um, like Oregon themed bars almost where they just have Oregon beers. There's a bar up there called Port. Uh, um, is it the Portland Bo- Portland Bottle Shop? Okay. And that's all they serve is is and it has to be Oregon beers. Wow. Which is really, yeah. In, in yeah. Canada. That's so. I it's, had heard about that because it's just because but you know Oregon beers are so popular that that's know, pretty that's pretty that, damn that's just cool. a brand just, in and of itself because yep, it's yeah. like we're so high we're known to have such high quality and amazing beer. Yeah. That, that it's like, getting just its a own shop. Statement. Exactly. In yeah. Vancouver. There's a, I did a nine. We had a nine handle tap takeover as they call them. Uh, where I got nine of their 15 handles. And, mm. and so different beers for them to see up in, in Vancouver that they never see. So oh, it was really cool. cool. Yeah. Well, if you, uh, well, if or, and when, or if um, you do win the tournament, do you have an idea as to what beer you're going to first put on draft for your handle? You know, um, as I sit here and I look at my pre-funk, it, it is my... It's my favorite. That's your, that's your jam. It's my, it's my, yeah. it's my A student. It really is. It's just, it's my favorite kid. Uh, Connor and Sloan and Trey. Sorry. Well, now that the other kids are back in school, yeah. this can be the, the child you take yeah. care of during the day. Uh, but uh, um, honestly, it really, for me, it's really just a being a, being a part of the event. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, we're so grateful for yeah, your win or lose, and participation. Um, my beers will sell there either way, you know. And and I think um, for them, it's whatever whatever works best in their lineup. I would go with my pre funk all day, every mm. day. Yeah, but that's just me. Um, yeah. Uh, and Nick and Tim and all the guys over there, they're they're oh, they're great. They are diamonds. It's one of the best mm-hmm. bars in town. You guys couldn't have picked a better spot. Absolutely, I yeah. think to yeah. be a part of. Um, I mean, we've been good friends with them since since they opened, actually. Mm-hmm. And then, like since then, I've kind of I, I'm an intermittent employee, and I just I love working <laughs> there. I love hanging out there. I love drinking beer there. That's right. why this whole tournament's been so much fun too. Because now, because of that, we're getting to know you know everybody, like getting to know you. Yep. Because we've heard about you, yeah. like I, or, you know, because we've been pals with Nick forever, and he's like, oh, you guys have to meet Rick. He's the coolest. And yeah, I, I like Nick. Nick picked up golfing, so Nick and I go golfing together too. <laughs> He's obsessed with golfing. I know it's awesome. I think, I think he's, he's golfing today. Is he really? Oh yeah. Son of a bitch. I think him and him and Anton are golfing Son today. Son of a bitch. Don't oh even, yeah. Don't even call me anymore. I, That's no. fine. <laughs> yeah. I think he's doing it quite often. And then, yeah. Wait, <laughs> okay, you're going golfing soon, aren't you? In Hawaii. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. I just found that out. Do you have any tips yeah. for Greg? Because he's not a really big golfer. I well, I mean, I used no. A, I'm not a big golfer. <laughs> I used to work on a golf course out of uh, high school. I worked at the. Uh, the snack bar at the country club. Nice. <laughs> that was my job for two years. I managed the snack bar Not by the pool. Not a bad gig, though, man. No, it was all no, right. Yeah. I mean, no, basically. No, they had a barter system. Like, oh, yeah. Didn't you with the f- different foods? Uh, yeah, we had barter systems with, like, the restaurant. So I'd bring them what we had and do that. You know, and and, it, and then the, with the golf course, too, because I get to golf for free at Illahee Hills. But uh, I had to bring them down sandwiches or whatever. Mm-hmm. A lot of it was just babysitting rich people's kids, uh, essentially. But still, it was a good system. But yeah, I used to golf there. Uh, but I'm not, I'm not the greatest. So do you have any tips? Yeah. No, because I'm okay. not good at all. <laughs> okay. You know, I, uh, I, I, 
I get out as often as I can, which is not nearly enough. But uh-huh. it's uh, God damn, I love it. It's so yeah. much fun. I just, you know, I think the only thing that anybody ever taught me that was uh, important is realize that you suck. And- <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> Don't get mad at yourself. You know what okay, I mean? Yeah, because like, yeah, you're not going to... You, those guys play five times a week minimum, you know? Yeah. yeah. And they can sometimes screw up. That's a little tiny white ball. I hate the goddamn thing. Right. I can't <laughs> stop okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Good. So yeah. golf, because I've never actually been properly golfing. I've gone uh, like out to the pitch and putt at McMinimins, mm. like the whatever the three yeah, holes or six Yeah, that's a good start, though. Yeah, I did. Yeah. That was like 12 years ago, I think, so I haven't been back. But, I mean, do you think as someone, like, do you think I'd enjoy golf? I think anybody could enjoy golf. You think so? You literally, you get to walk around on some of the most manicured, best-looking grass you'll ever walk on. Some people, like, you know, inter- I always think about when I'm out there, I'm like, inner-city kids couldn't even understand mm-hmm. the amount, like, just the beauty of it. It's just yeah. so stupid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just, yeah. Just um, stupid, sprawling beauty. Yeah, you're just stupid like, oh, beauty. look at you with your giant lake, and, you know, it's, uh, uh, <laughs> but no, I'll cheat on my wife, I'll cheat on my job, Yeah. whatever I can to get out and golf. I really will. It's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's become kind to of to get an out and golf. That's what he said. He's not saying he's cheating on his wife. No, yeah, no, I would never do that. <laughs> never. Just, just golfing. Just with golf. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> golf she is, is the my, mistress. She is the mistress. Yes. <laughs> she seems to be a lot of people's mistress. As I'm, um, not as I'm getting old, not as I'm getting old, but as I'm getting older, I am finding a lot of friends who are really enjoying golfing, and more and more of my friends. That are, and fishing. That those and are fishing. the two yeah. will get you in the most That's trouble with exact- your wife. <laughs> those are the two, from what I hear. Yep. I, I don't fish, so I'll just I'll stick with golfing. Just to double up <laughs> on stick with wife. Yeah. Uh, but well, yeah. Rick, what's the best way that people can get a hold of you if they uh, are interested in talking to you more about Worthy? Um, you can reach me at my email address, which is rick at worthybrewing.com. That's very Perfect. complicated. Um, yeah, that know. one makes it simple. Um, <laughs> or you just go to the go to our website, Worthy Brewing, mm. and worthybrewing.com, and there's a contact us portion, and you can reach them who will in turn get a hold of me. Perfect. Or, um, you know, just look for me at your favorite watering hole, and if, yeah. you, if they don't have Worthy, ask for them to put it on, and... I'll be there to and help there promote you it. Will. Yeah, I'm like a little leprechaun. I, I just know. Show then you up. click your heels and Rick yeah. appears. <laughs> well, and you can see him this Sunday at the Landmark Saloon. I mean, come on, listen to this charming fellow. How do you not want to see the whites of his eyes and shake Stop. this man's hand? <laughs> come and, on. And they tell me they like bald heads, too. So oh, there yeah. you go. I'm just mm. saying, look for the bald guy. For- <laughs> There's only like a million of us in this friggin' city. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> look for one of the bald guys. <laughs> <laughs> the well, Rick, thank you so much for coming in. Oh, this is awesome. My yeah, pleasure. You're thank you best. for being part of the event. This is just going to be so much fun this yep. weekend. I look forward I'm to so it excited. and more events in the future. I yes, absolutely. Yep, 100%. Thank you, Count on me. All right. Right. We are in. Cheers. Um, okay, cheers. We're going to take a break and we'll be back in a minute with more Fun Employment Radio. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Rick from Worthy Brewing. Wow, I can't remember the last time. It, it's been a little while since I've had a beer at like 1230. It's been quite a while since we've had a beer on this show. I know. In general, because usually we're working right after. Well, work. usually we both have to work and today we actually both don't have to work. Yeah. Well, I mean, I do. I mean, I have to, but I have I don't to, but have to not be like check else. in at a job where you yeah. have to be like 100% sober. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 100% sober. I only have to be 25% sober for this job. <laughs> Greg, I'd like to, like to high. Hey, you know what? I, I did a lot of work this weekend. I am You did. Okay. You did indeed. I'm, All right. Okay. Well, let's do some World of Crazy. Oh, my goodness. I would just love to. Can I also just say, like, that wasn't blowing smoke. Rick is great. Oh, yeah. No, he's awesome. Yeah, come down on Sunday. He's 4847, like the, the nicest guy. 4847 Southeast Division. That's, and I'm I'm not blowing smoke either. Like, all six of the breweries that we're working with, they're all really cool. Yeah. You know, the reps are cool. They're all fun, friendly. 
The beers are good. I mean, they're beer reps for a reason because they're they're you know they love what they do. Well, they're yeah, super friendly. <laughs> and we just happen to have some really really good ones. Mm. So it's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, really looking forward to seeing everybody down there. And then the more of you that show up, the better we look. Yeah, it helps us uh, put on more events and more things, and we're going to video this because we're really proud of what we've done with this. Mm-hmm. And, and put, it's, it's a lot of work behind the scenes, but we're really proud of it. And so we want to show it off this weekend. We want you guys to be there. Are you going to have a second beer? Uh, I, I guess maybe. We probably sh- People have been asking for a drinking show. It's been a long time since I've edited after drinking, though. We'll see. We'll oh, see you'll that. be fine. You're, a, you're an old <laughs> pro at this point. Oh, no. No, that was years ago that I was doing that. I know, right? Mm, well, maybe right. it's a surprise. Okay, let's go. Let's surprise go. drinking show, Greg. Okay. I don't know about that. Okay. Okay. Oh, hello, my friend. <laughs> yep, see, everyone's loving it, Greg. <laughs> And I haven't really eaten anything today, so this is going to be hilarious. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. Greg? Yes? If you've listened to this show, or you know, been on the show with me for a while, you might know that uh, I have learned you the lesson of never touching a cop in New York. because I have will- learned you the lesson of never... Okay. Number one, Sarah's had half of a beer, by the way. <laughs> uh... I, I have not ever touched a cop in New York, so it sounds no, like you're, you're scolding me that I no, did No, I'm something. saying you have learned the lesson through me of that time when I accidentally pushed the cop because he was harassing that, that sad homeless old man. Yeah. And then it's I thought I was going to be arrested. To don't ever touch a cop. No. no it, was, it was so stupid. <laughs> in general, New York or otherwise. In, in New York or otherwise, don't ever touch a cop. Don't ever, yeah, you know, just... just nobody likes to be touched uninvited. No. Yeah, anyway. Nobody does. Nope. And a Maryland woman... Found out the hard way that cops also don't like to have their French fries stolen from you, from them. If you're a drunk lady trying to take them from from a cop at a diner, so uh, she was actually arrested mm. for stealing not one, not two, but three French fries. Oh, what an asshole! He r- arrested he her. Arrested her in Maryland. So this happened at 9:40 p.m. at sometime last week. A DC police officer was eating in a restaurant when a 26-year-old woman approached him and took one of his French fries. Uh, despite repeated warnings, the woman continued to eat the French fries, my French fries. Which it sounds like she was oh, eating dude. the whole, like, you know, the whole basket of them when in fact she only ate three French fries. What a bad look. You arrested somebody for three French fries? Yeah. Jesus, dude. Well, she was arrested for second degree theft. That's what he arrested. Now, don't get me wrong. I hate it when people take my you food. You are the worst food sharer. I, if it's a consenting. Because it doesn't exist to you. If it's a consenting share. Fine, but if we all order food and everybody has the equal opportunity to order the same foods, um, and somebody decides, oh, I'm not going to order French fries because I don't want any, but then you get French fries and all they want to do is take some of your fries, that's a problem. Because I budget, I not budget like money-wise, but I know how much I can eat and what I want. Like, I, I'm meticulous about planning that out. Greg is, like, painting out food I know if it's hands. a medium fry or a large fry. Greg. Like, I know exactly what I want, and when somebody takes that from me, it does upset me. It really does, but he has no hesitation if I like order some mozzarella sticks to just grab one and shove it into his mouth. Like, what? I don't need it. Well, that's that's different. Greg, I only have an inch left, and you have two and a half. You have like three inches over there. Yes, it's it's fine. It's not. Go. What? I don't want to. We already said that we would. Our listeners want. You know, we're asking for their support, and they see this peer pressure. I'm not saying it's not delicious, though. I'm sorry, I'm forcing you to drink a delicious beer. Oh, how dare me. How dare you. How dare I. All right, anyway, so she was arrested for second-degree theft. 
As the police report explained, uh, the listed offender appropriated the list the listed property without the consent of the listed complainant. It says complainant. Wouldn't it be complainant? I, I'm not. I'm not sure. Okay. It's not getting up. Well, the report details. also listed the stolen property as French fried potatoes, quantity three. <laughs> oh my gosh! What a what a douche! What a douche! Oh, all right. I'm going to take this one. I have food. I just haven't eaten it yet. This story made me laugh. So this is uh, out of Australia, out of Picton, Australia, to be precise. Picton. 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 A pair of elderly drivers have been sighted after delaying traffic for over 30 minutes while being in a standoff on a single lane bridge because they both believed that they got there first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's something I could see getting involved in. I could see you getting involved in that. I mean, there are rules to that. I mean, I would have to know, were they at the exact dead center of the road, of the bridge, or... They were in the dead center, so let me tell you. So a pair oh, okay. of elderly drivers in Australia... Caused major oh, move, traffic delays when they were headed in opposing directions on a single lane bridge, and each refused to back up. <laughs> That's such a stubborn old man thing to do. I would totally. It was do a that. man and a woman. Yeah, and neither oh, of a man them. And a, yeah, yeah. I would. Neither of them <laughs> would back up. Nope, not on my watch. Uh, so a witness was able to capture video of the scene on the Victoria Bridge in Picton, New South Wales, uh, when two drivers met head to head in the smack dab middle of the single lane bridge. <laughs> now witnesses say that both drivers, one male and one female, were elderly. I mean, the best part about that is they both started from the opposite ends of the bridge and saw the other car coming, mm-hmm. and were just like, "Nope, fuck that, I'm not stopping," and just kept on going. That's what I do in a driving around in Southeast Portland. Like, if people are parked on both sides of the street, you don't have a lot of room. Like, you either have to wait for somebody to pull out mm-hmm. into, like, a space, or you have to pull out, and I I always play chicken. I don't I don't pull over. Oh, you're that person? Do you at least wave to the other person I who always moves wave. over? I always wave. A wave is required. I, I when know. When the road I, is blocked and you pull over for somebody, or somebody pulls over for you, you got to give them the, I always the wave. head nod or a no, wave. No, I do. I do, like, the, the thank you. Yeah. No, but I do play chicken. Wow. Right. I'm like, Sorry, it's my neighborhood. I, I, I feel like uh, it's mine. Okay. I get the right away. Anyway, so the two remained in the standoff for at least 30 minutes, causing uh, traffic backups in both directions because neither, you know, neither way was able to cross over the bridge that they needed to commute on. Uh, police ended up showing up and they cited both drivers for obstructing traffic, which carries a fine about $200 a piece. So uh, witnesses said that they assumed that someone had an accident or maybe jumped off the bridge. So they got out of the car to check and see it was going off. And sure enough, it was just two elderly people sitting face to face, not getting out of their car. Now, who had to move? Uh, let's see. So the witness said, I've never seen anything like this in my life. I spoke to both motorists and they both refused to move because they both believed they had entered the bridge first and had the right of way. This is a time where I would like to be like a police detective just for these situations, not actual problems. But I would show up and I could determine who's who's actually at fault and who should have to back up. What? You'd be terrible at that. Oh, no. I'd be great at it. I could negotiate how? this. How would you figure it out? Okay, if they both started at the exact same well, time, who would you make go, go I could do an entire podcast on just this situation alone. But I would say, like, to briefly say it, um, all right, so, well, 
we would need some witnesses to say who actually arrived at the bridge first. Were they going the same speed? Did one get there afterward and just speed up to meet up in the middle because then they're at fault? Well, let me tell you this. We didn't have any witnesses at the beginning. They both claimed the only witnesses are the two elderly motorists that said that they both got on the bridge. And they're exactly in the middle. And they're in the middle. Like, we need to get a team out there to actually measure that to see who is in the middle. Because if it's slightly on the other side. So is that how you do it? I'd probably Whoever need a team. Whoever progressed furthest, yeah, I need it's a, their right-of-way. I'd probably need a team of five, probably, to accurately do this. Um, yeah, we would we would see who's exactly over the middle. If somebody's over the middle, they win. However, that's going on with no witnesses. It's going on zero witnesses. I would need to isolate each of them, get their stories, see if their stories match up. It's the whole thing. Yeah, probably a team of five, maybe six. To measure a bridge? Yeah, if I were the detective of this. It seems like lazy detective work. How come you I would have my just whole. I would it? have a whole team. How come you couldn't just measure it? I need a team to do that. I'm the detective. I don't have. What to do, do you that, do? So. Just dictate. You're a dictating detective. That's kind of what you do, isn't it? Yeah. You tell other people to do it, and then I analyze the information and I talk to the talk to the customers. So the. Greg, can I tell you that I don't am have to. now enjoying a Worthy Brewing Easy Day Kolsch? It's a German style ale, and it is quite refreshing. I do love me a good Kolsch. Why not have an easy day, Kolsch? That was the weirdest plug <laughs> I've ever heard. I don't know if you have a future in sponsorship advertising <laughs> like that. Oh, my. Mm, that's Greg, story. finish your first beer. What are you doing? That's a story about a bridge over water. Water reminds me of liquid. You know what liquid I love? I love me. A comma citrus IPA from Worthy Brewing. If they each had a couple of those, I bet they'd be okay with their problems real quick. They're, they can't drink and drive, Greg. What's wrong with it's Australia. you? Australia. I assume that's what everybody does. It's a, just, just beers in their laps all the time? Mm, Australia. It seems like no man's land. Australia I mean, is like a magical wonderland. I know. They have like such weird animals running around. like animals. Well, minus everything that wants to kill you. Minus that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, anyway, let's let's move on here. Uh, so it didn't say who won, by the way. Uh, it wasn't determined if it was the man or the woman. But both were cited. Hopefully they all they both backed up exactly at the same time so that peace could be had. Uh, all right, so over the past couple of weeks, you've heard me talking about the creepy clowns of the Carolinas. Yes. North Carolina, South Carolina, there have been reports of no. clowns like standing on the periphery of uh, like woods and such, offering people money and candy to follow them into the woods. Yeah, people actually dressed as clowns standing at the edge of the woods trying to lure people in, and yes. that's really happening. Okay, so what's going on now? All right, so now the story has gotten so popular that a North Carolina man uh, was arrested now for telling police that someone dressed as a clown had knocked on his window at night, but he was lying. Now there are so many clown stories coming out. You don't know which ones Wait, are true. Wait, the guy who was making up that a clown? He was making. He wanted to be part of the clown conspiracy. Why would and you do that? After we, you know, we learned about Jazz and JoJo the clowns, who this is seriously affecting their income. This is another thing. If I were a detective, you could fly me around the country and I would solve these kinds of cases. Just putting it out there. There might be a need for my services. Greg, that's like every shitty. We can get CBS a whole show that's ever been on. But we could get a reality I'm a detective, te- and I'll fly around the country and figure it out. I'm going to measure the bridge. We could do a reality television series where I go out as the country private investigator, and I solve these problems. I could solve the case. When did you problems. lengthen it? I thought it was just the country PI. Yeah, but I'm just saying what it is. You're, you're private investigator. I think people know what PI means. Country PI. Country PI. Well, now, uh, this North Carolina man who's desperate for clown attention... 
did in fact admit that he fabricated his story, the latest twist in a string of reported sightings in recent weeks. Yes, there's been a string of clown stories, Greg. Now, this guy's name is David Wayne Armstrong, 24 years young. Uh, he lives in Winston-Salem, and he described to police how he chased a clown into the nearby woods. But authorities said in a statement that they were clown lies. Why? Why would, you, why would he lie about it? This sounds like somebody who could have a deeper involvement with these clowns. No, it sounds like he's really, like, he's he's into clowns a little bit. Like, he's trying to, like, ride on the clown coattails. On All the right. clown tails, if you will. Okay. Well, David Wayne Armstrong, it's a good, solid assassination name, if I've ever heard one. Yeah, that really is. Uh-huh. That's a serial killer name. Uh, described to Winston-Salem police how he had chased a clown into the nearby woods, but authorities say in a statement that he lied. He was arrested on a charge of filing a uh, false police report. Uh... Winston-Salem police also said that they have found no evidence to substantiate reports of clowns attempting to lure children into the woods by offering them treats. All right, so they're saying that they didn't find evidence, but they didn't also not find evidence. Okay. So, I mean, it could go either way. Oh, no. Like they're saying, they're disproving it, but they're also not proving it. I'm pretty confident there's a shack in those woods full of clowns. I'm pretty confident. I know that. There are trees full of clowns in the woods. How much I know. Well, reports of clown sightings in the states, uh, in uh, North Carolina, and also neighboring South Carolina, since late August have residents on edge and has prompted more police patrols searching for the wood clowns. In most uh, cases, investigators have found no one matching the varying descriptions of the clowns. They haven't found the clowns. No clowns. Oh, Greg, which one are you going to do next? Why don't you try a refreshing worthy IPA? Boy, I am thirsty. It's made in Bend, Oregon. It's an India pale ale. And it's very you delicious. You are the worst at doing advertisements. It oh, is I'm delicious. Sorry. Why don't you do it? You do the advertisement. You know what I'd like right now? Sarah's we're enjoying this world of crazy. I'd like a world-class IPA. Just so happens I have one right here by my hand. It's the worthy by IPA. Your hand, it's in your hand. Worthy of world devotion. The IPA. From Worthy Brewing. That was so awful. That was so good. That was so awful. No, let that me do was, my easy day one. That was classy. Let me do my easy Are day. you kidding me? No, let me do mine. <clears throat> that was such a good advertisement. That was like embarrassingly that bad. That was a wonderful idea. That was terrible. Hey, you know after a hard day out on the job. You're just saying this out of nowhere? I spun it into the story. <laughs> like I dropped it in there. Everybody has hard days. Oh, really? You know really? what I'd like? I'd like an easy day in a liquid form. You know where I find that? In Worthy Brewing's Easy Day Kolsch. It goes down easy. Just because Just you had like a hard you. day. <laughs> <laughs> Just because you had a hard day doesn't mean you can't have an easy one in your mouth. Ah. <laughs> uh. I don't know about that one either, but you might sell more than me. I'll give you that. <laughs> Goes down easy, just like me. <laughs> I didn't say that. Never. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> and finally, Greg. <laughs> if you could travel to any place in the world. Right now, where would you travel to? Rome. Where's Rome? 
Rome, Italy. That is it, where we go. It's in Italy. Yes. Just wanted to make sure. Yeah, always. Right. That's always going to be my answer. I've got some good news for you. Italy's Supreme Court has now ruled that masturbating in public is not a crime. <laughs> well, hot damn. Attention, Greg Nibbler. Mm. Masturbating in public in Italy is not a crime. It's Yeah, so it's not a criminal offense. Italy's highest court has ruled. So prep for that new vacation time, Greg. It's not even illegal, even if it's done with the intention of being seen in public. Really? Yeah, like you can actually go out there and be like, look at me. Look what I'm doing. This actually makes me a little hesitant now. <laughs> it's going to be flocks of tourists going to Italy. Just to <laughs> furiously mess. Lining the subways, <laughs> like going to the Coliseums, like, oh, no, it's legal. So many dongs everywhere. Yeah, Tuggy in the chat. She said, off to Italy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought of you when I read this, Greg. So, according to reports, the Italian Supreme Court was asked to rule on the case. So, this was a, uh, this is ruled on the case of a 69-year-old gentleman who had been caught first, the masturbating, in the southern city of Catania. Is that, do you know where that is? I don't. Okay. Well, the man um, was convicted after he was seen, quote, taking out his penis, end quote, and, quote... Just went straight for yet these all nice, easy stories about cars and not backing up at clowns and straight to this. Taking out his penis and practicing, uh, practicing autoeroticism. Is that what it's called? Oh, yeah. It's a classy way of saying. Masturbation is autoeroticism? Well, yeah, yeah. Oh, I guess autoerotic... I'm sorry, I, I just never got that. Okay. Uh, so he was reportedly sentenced to three months in jail and fined uh, $5,000 following a decision by the local courts. However, Supreme Court judges said uh, that a recent government reform meant that, quote, the act is not included in the law as a crime, meaning the court has eliminated the criminal aspects of sentencing for obscene acts in public. So you still can't do the typical stuff, like no no children, no anything in, in that vicinity, no schoolyards. But if you are around adults and you feel like some furious autoeroticism, then you can not get arrested in Italy, Greg. However, if you do uh, find yourself not able to control yourself, don't go to the UK. Because the UK sentences guilty people who pleasure themselves in public to 14 days in prison. Indonesia, 32 months. 32 months. Wow. 32 months in prison. Damn. Italy, zero. Considering, Where do you want to masturbate? Considering you I, decide. I almost went to jail for peeing in public in You should have just been playing with your dong instead. And that did happen. I, I, Whoa, what? I was, no. No, not that. But I almost, <laughs> I was almost arrested because... I was bar hopping and decided to pee on a building and... And then your friends abandoned you. Yeah, I was with this Australian guy. We were hanging out because we were part of this big bar tour. And then we were like, well, let's keep on drinking. And we kept going and drinking. And then uh, we were walking to another bar that we thought was close. And it was like miles away. And so I decided I had to go use the bathroom. So I peed on a building. And it turns out I was peeing right in front of two cops with their police, with their lights off. They were just hanging out in a car. And I turn around. As cops do, because they're probably watching to make sure people don't pee on things. Well, yeah, I, I was. <laughs> and, uh, and they're weird because they're sitting there their, with their lights off. Flash their big lights on and like, pasaporto, pasaporto. And the Australian guy just took off. You guys still keep in touch, right? Best friends. Yeah. No, never saw him again after that <laughs> night. 
We hung out all night, like having a, we were having a good. Ah, oh, you're from Australia. Oh, you're from America. Let's oh. have fun. Let's go drinking together. And so we're doing shots. And That's I, I wonder why I didn't chicks. look out. You're like, ah, oh, you're from Australia. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> oh, we were having a good night, but he ditched me. Wow. I would have ditched him too. Don't get me wrong. I would have been like, fuck that. I don't know this guy. Um, but yeah. But that I almost got arrested for. But yet people can masturbate in public there. That's. That's my issue. That's Greg tackles the tough issues. Yep. Again, send me over there. As so a I'm just saying, Italy might be a little different next time you visit it. Just, uh, <laughs> there you have it. That, my friends, is your world crazy. Crazy. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was peeing on a historical building. That's what the problem was. Historia, pasaporto, pasaporto, historia. Get out of here. You're so lucky. Yeah. Yep, pretty much. All right, well, there we go. Um, should we do... Uh, I don't really have a whole lot of ball talk. I'm not going to lie. All right. There's well, not a lot of ball just, talk. Uh... Now we can just go ahead and wrap her up here. What do we do now? We've just had two beers. <laughs> Burn off the calories and ride our bikes home. Exactly. Woo! There we go. I'm so excited for this Sunday. I am too. It's going to be so much fun. Oh, it's going to be great. Um, yeah, and we really do need everybody out there. Because, come on out. I mean, it's just going to be a blast anyway. And it is this Sunday, 12.30 p.m. at the Landmark Saloon, 4847 Southeast Digi- Division. The Fun Employment Radio oh Brewers Cup God. finale. Oh, yeah, we can end the show. Yeah. Let's give a little special, like, back. I mean, we're not going anywhere. We'll just... Uh, for live subscribers, six ninety nine a month, the first week is free. We're going to sit here and hang out for a few minutes. All right, live subscribers. And also, if you are a live subscriber, I will put this in the archive for you. So if you're not listening live, but you're a subscriber, you still get to hear it. So that's a bonus for you. We'll, uh, we had some pre-show stuff. We'll post some post-show stuff. That's in the archives just for you guys that subscribe. Because it helps us out a lot. Yes, thank right. you. I mean, it makes um, such a huge difference. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. The Fun Employment Radio Brewers Cup finale this oh. Sunday at 12.30 p.m. The Landmark Saloon, 4847 Southeast Division. Let's say noon 30, because I'm afraid people are going to think it's like 12.30 midnight, even though I know that they won't. Noon 30. Noon 30 p.m. Pacific time. Tuggy wants to know if he if he can come down here. <laughs> sure. All right. Thanks so much, everybody. We'll be back <laughs> tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Oh, special guest tomorrow, Bridgeport Brewing. Awesome! Bridgeport Brewing will be here. All right. Talk to you tomorrow. Mine vest. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. <laughs>